0: Welcome back to the Red Letter Disciple podcast. My name is Zach Zinder. In a couple minutes, I'm going to be joined by my co-host, Chris Johnson. And our desire is that this podcast was going to challenge you to be a greater disciple of Jesus wherever you are. And we believe that when all of us are challenged, inspired, and take those steps, man, we're going to be a fuller, truer, greater expression of Jesus. And that's what the world needs to see. So come along on the journey with us. Today's going to be awesome. We've got Todd Doxen in studio, our first ever in studio podcast recording. Pretty pumped about that. And so we're going to ask Todd what it's like to accomplish his childhood dream of becoming an NFL player. And how did God grow his faith in the NFL? We're going to talk about faith in professional sports and Kurt Warner even was a huge help to him. And uh, we're going dis- to discover more about that. And the time that Dan Marino, famous Hall of Fame Miami Dolphin quarterback, was actually benched for Todd Doxon. Yes, it happened. What happened next? It's going to be fun. And, and then we're going to pivot and talk about him leading a powerful influential church here in Omaha called Love Church and what it's like to lead a church. And so pretty excited. It's a really amazing conversation. This episode is brought to you by our friend, Kerry Newhoff. He is leading an Art of Leading Change online course coming up here. And so we would love for you to get into the Art of Leading Change online course. The gap between how quickly you change, you know this leaders, and how quickly things change, that's called irrelevance. So think about it this way, that change is inevitable, we all know that, but irrelevance doesn't have to be. So why though is it difficult to change and why is it so hard to stay relevant in our culture? Whether it's the rapidly shifting culture we're in or a new strategic vision or budget constraints or any other change you're leading. I think we all hear stories of leadership teams burning out, relationships being torn apart and entire organizations being derailed. But it doesn't have to be that way and that's what the art of leading change course taught by leadership expert carrie newhoff is going to be a step-by-step guide to navigating the right changes and implementing them successfully i've been a part of this art of leading change online course and it's incredible you're going to learn a a playbook for leading change from start to finish including like what changes are worth the risk when to make changes how quickly to make them and how to communicate this change plus all that while while doing uh, minimizing the opposition and pushback. And so until August 31, so that date's coming up quick, until August 31, you can sign up for The Art of Leading Change at its introductory price by visiting theartofleadingchange.com. Come on, pastors, you know it. Come on, leaders, you know it. You have a dream of what could and should be. So don't let go of that dream. Let's make it happen. Let's lead through change. Again, you can sign up at theartofleadingchange.com in August 31st. Before that is the best time to secure the best pricing. So thanks to Kerry and his team for getting behind the Red Letter Disciple podcast. Here we go. Episode 14, Todd Doxson. Let's do this. All right. On the Red Letter Disciple podcast today, we've got an amazing guest, and he's actually here in studio with us today. Uh, We got Todd Doxson, who is a former NFL player. Uh, A wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins before injuries took him out of the game and refocused his life on following Christ. And today uh, we find Todd leading an incredible life-giving church here in Omaha, Nebraska called Love Church. And uh, so we're going to talk about his wild, crazy, awesome ride, (laughs) how he got to where he got, and uh, also what's happening with Love Church. Uh, Todd's also a husband, a father, a leader, a podcaster. So, I mean, he just does a few things like that. So welcome to the it. show, Todd.
1: Thanks for having me. It's yeah, an man. honor.
0: It's an honor. We're uh I yeah, hold, I think, hold on. I think he's our first on. guest in studio. This is
1: our first guest in studio. But yeah. Todd, I read it something in uh that was intriguing to me. Yeah. You played on the Dolphins team when Dan Marino was there. Isn't
2: that crazy? That's wow. we're dating
0: ourselves.
1: But that's I didn't true. realize
0: you were that old, man. I know, isn't that wild? <laughs> <For real. laughs>
1: but but I read somewhere like Dan Marino went down. You went in and took the snap and you rushed and got the first down. Come on, let's go. Baby. <laughs> let's go.
2: Let's go. It's funny because I, here's a, here's a funny tidbit. I grew up playing for the KWAA Pee Wee Dolphins oh, wow. and Dan was my hero. Yeah. So now imagine being, you know, all of a sudden you grow up your next thing, you know, you're you're on the roster and yeah. Dan's right yeah. next to you. Yeah, And you're like, what is happening right I, now? Know, I it always, is mind blowing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know this, maybe this is shocking, but I didn't have that much athletic ability, what? but I know, but I can't imagine like growing up, all I wanted to do yeah. was be magic Johnson. Right. And so my grandpa takes me to a stadium because they're doing this tour. Magic Johnson, uh, is gonna be at the stadium. Yeah. We show up as soon as the stadium opens, and little eight-year-old Chris <laughs> is there with his Magic Johnson action figure. There's nobody else in the entire stadium. Magic Johnson walks into the stadium. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my god, that's Magic, Magic. Johnson. And he comes up, and I said, Magic. And he looks at me and I go, Can can you give can you sign this? And I'm like stuttering. He goes, Man, I can't do autographs, kid. Walks off. No in the stadium there's no. nobody else in the stadium no and i was like sorry dude but i you know what, what i st- fumble. i still like magic johnson don't yeah. get me wrong but i can't imagine like growing up yeah wanting to be magic johnson and then there you are and you're right there next yeah. to dan marino that the, the, must have been so cool
2: so here's the thing because dan got a bad rap in miami mm-hmm. and you know i'm walking in there i don't know what to expect right well, it was the first week I'm there. Dan invites me to join his family and a couple of players mm. to go. Speaking of hockey, we were talking about hockey earlier yeah. off, off air. We go. To, he's got a Skybox suite for the <laughs> Florida Panthers game. We're eating filet mignon with what? Dan Marino and his family. You're like, what? And I'm like some scrub like rookie. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, who? who why you guys? Like talking trash about Dan. Dan right. has a little peon rookie that he invites to this. That's pretty cool. It was super cool, man. And He treated me extremely well. But he, but, he, we had some pretty good jokes together, but he, uh, he was really a legend. And yeah, been really,
0: he treated me.
1: That's so cool, and I I know you got some questions, but listen. uh, (laughs) So you played at the other school in Iowa, uh, where you were quarterback.
0: I thought that would come out now. Okay, Chris, you're bringing
1: that out early. I am
0: surrounded right now by Iowa State and Iowa, Mm -hmm. and
2: but you have Iowa State colors on.
1: Not anymore.
0: <laughs> actually, by contract, you have to keep actually both right oh, because so, you got
1: black got, yeah, yellow and yellow. Yeah, black, and Well, Twitter. I I got the the sequence. we supposed to go all the way down, but they didn't. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Um, at this point, but yeah.
0: Are so, you going to be okay with an Iowa I, State?
1: Todd is like so nice. He's like unlike any other Iowa State graduate I've ever met <laughs> in my entire life. So I think we can get through this. But I'm just saying, okay. maybe, I'm a little bit older than Todd, even. Uh, it, but we basically uh, kind of went to school around the, right same, around time. the same time. Yeah, right? which is insane. Um, there you go. But golly, I had a question that I was going to ask, and now I kind of fumbled it. But also, here's another thing to bring up you're a Nebraska boy. So mm-hmm. we'll, the Iowa guys will talk. You're from Sioux City, right?
2: I was born in Sioux City, Sioux City? Iowa. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. And so one of the people that kind of uh, mentored you spiritually was Kurt Warner, the yeah. great Kurt Warner. It's crazy. Dude, it? look at your life. Dan Marino, <laughs> hey, hey, look at these all-star mm-hmm. studs that you've hung out right. with. This isn't my, my only brush with fame is being rejected by Magic Johnson. Like, <laughs> and this is pretty spectacular right and, now.
2: And we'll get into it. But one of the coolest things is with Kurt, his, how God sent Kurt into my life. Yeah, There's no way I'd be standing here with you guys talking about the glory of God and what he's done, yeah. the grace of God in my life. If it wasn't for the timely insertion of, you know, the Kurt Warner, yeah. before anyone knew who he was, yeah. I signed with uh, the Patriots. They're sending me to Amsterdam. Kurt signs with the Rams. They're sending him to Amsterdam uh-huh. for NFL Europe. I mean, imagine I just get yeah. saved. to like Amsterdam, bro. Right, right. Women, <laughs> weed, it's all right. good. Exactly. One, those are my two main things. Yeah. All of a sudden I get saved. God's sending me there. If it wasn't for Kurt being my roommate and training me, like, mm. what what does it look like to be a godly man? You can be a competitor, like, and still love Jesus. I mm-hmm. never knew. Yeah, thought those were mutually exclusive ideas. Right. And here, here, I'm living with this guy for four months. It's just I wouldn't be where I'm at today. That is so. And we, and we started a program called 180 for men coming out of addiction. They literally wow. live in a home that we bought for four months, and it's all patterned off. My time with Kurt. So you're physical still, discipline, spiritual discipline, yeah. you know, getting healthy. And I just I just texted Kurt, shoot, three, three days ago they were no. doing like an NFL network what's preview. He, what's his
1: number? <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> and, and and I just a lot of times I'll literally just, you know, when I'll see him, a hey, great work. Yeah. Just wanted to remind you how how grateful I am that cool. of your investment in my
1: life.
0: That's so cool. So you're Pretty still powerful. in contact and absolutely it, yeah. that's awesome. Super cool guy. So he comes into your story at a really awesome time. So I want to dive into that, but I want to get Maybe. to that part of your score sure. first. Yeah, so let's go you. back to like, cause I think as a young boy, like almost every young boy has a dream to grow up as to be a professional sports player. So like, for was sure. that actually your dream?
2: For sure. And, yeah. and
0: if so, like, what's it like to accomplish that? No kidding. It's uh, a really you. good question.
2: Yeah. It's interesting. Um, there's a the good and the bad and I'll try to give you the both
0: yeah. A condensed version. <laughs> I know we <laughs> only good. have a certain no, amount of time,
2: but might be good for some of the listeners here my parents got divorced when I was seven mm. and I didn't know, but I had these major identity and um, rejection issues mm. that started developing. And so I found athletically when I was Excel athletically it, I got attention. I got yeah. affirmation, I got acceptance. And I began this identity that was based on performance. Mm. And so, you know, on, on one hand it's good because it's this crazy motivation that really makes you excel on the, on the bad side, obviously. Well, what happens when that goes away? Right. So as a kid, you know, you're growing up and you're excelling baseball, basketball, football. And, and it was a dream. I mean, I specifically to play football. And yeah. again, it's so weird. I'm playing for peewee dolphins, my whole peewee career. And, end up living the dream and and making it and so it's good and bad you know my first team was actually the new york jets Mm. and i got hurt in training camp training you know training camp uh pulled a hamstring and bill barcells who was it was his first year in new york brought me into his office and he said so we loved what you were doing but we don't keep rookie free agents that get hurt um you know good luck buddy and and what a bummer this was before i came to christ well again no identity. Yeah. It's all based on, you Performance. know, I'm going to, you know, be a big star and sure. you're all, you know, the yeah. girls are going to love me mm-hmm. and I'm going to make money and mm-hmm. position and power and it was all identity. And so all of a sudden now I'm, I'm done. I have no identity. Yeah. Go back to Iowa state to finish my degree mm. in lames, Iowa and, and <laughs> yeah. uh, hit God rock bottom. You. I yeah. mean, Chris, well, that's knew, a good place to hit it. It, it was <laughs> seriously, for real, the worst. So I get a job with, um, a sandwich store delivering, Sandwiches freaky fast, but f- tragically, <laughs> I got involved in delivering weed f- freaky fast as ah, well. So I'm yeah. baking and baking sure. and hit this horrible position in life. And yeah. God, it was like this Saul to Paul conversion. God, God gets my attention one night in the middle of a, a drug deal and a, <laughs> a delivery of a sandwich. And God came into my Yeah, Tell me what
1: happened.
2: I, I, I got to give, see, and this is so weird because people sometimes when I share this, they're like, yeah, I don't know, but. Yeah, I'm driving in a snowstorm, brand new sport utility vehicle, just got cut. I'm in this place of debauchery and I'm driving. I don't remember if it was something on the radio, if it was just God's presence, but I had to pull my truck over and there was like this out of body experience where I was outside of myself looking at myself. Mm. You were even talking about this. So it's like God was going, this is the track you're going Mm. down. It could be unplanned pregnancy, Mm -hmm. disease, Mm -hmm. early death, incarceration, or you can follow you could just give it all to me today tonight go all in and i will radically bless your life and it was like shook me and that was my saw to paul conversion bro and i was like in my truck done i and all i said was i'm done because i grew up my mom drug me to church i knew that i knew the deal jesus died for me loves me i'm like yeah it's cool i might want to go to heaven one day but give me some chicks now and give me you know some popularity now It, it, it was all identity Right. And in that moment, it was like this revelation of who I am in Christ. I'm forgiven. I'm a, I'm a favored son of the most high God. And it was like, boom, he's just downloaded it. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, saved that moment. And then Kurt was literally a couple months after that, not even a couple of months after that. So
0: you're back in Ames, you have that experience yep. and then you get uh, called so, up. So the ha- the hammy, I got cut by New York. Up. Right. Well,
2: I'm thinking I'm done. Right. Well, I give my life to Christ in my truck. And yeah. literally within a couple of weeks, the New England Patriots call out of the blue. My agent calls. He's like, hey, they want to sign you. So fly up to Foxborough. You'll sign your contract. They'll send you to NFL Europe. Well, Kurt has the same experience. St. Louis signs him. Well, he's in Des Moines at the time. Right. I'm in Ames, yeah. half an hour away. Yeah. So Al Luganbill, our head coach for Amsterdam in the NFL Europe, calls us. He's like, yo, Kurt's going to be our starting quarterback. And I was a quarterback in college, but they removed me to receiver. Yeah. He's like, you guys need to get together. Before training camp in Atlanta, I get to know one another. So Kurt would drive up a half an hour to yeah. the rec center in Lames, Iowa and work me like to death. <laughs> and, you know, and we just hit it off. And I'm like, dude, I just gave my life to Christ. He's like, oh, I did that a couple of years ago. And so it was just this click. We just clicked.
1: That's wow. so incredible. Yeah. Go, to,
2: go to camp in Atlanta. We make the team. He wakes me up like even in camp, we were doing three days. It was crazy. He's teaching me how to pray every night. And then we go and we room together um, yeah. in Amsterdam. And thank God, man, because how many of you know, I mean, early Christians, oh, yeah. and it's like, you still got these demons. Sure You're kind you of do. working through to this right. day. It's of like, course. bro, I got to protect myself at times and and hear this spirit-led man of God who I respected. Yeah was like helping me navigate this new season.
1: Well, and so you mentioned something uh, pretty interesting, Todd. You said that basically you you have one of the few character flaws that when exploited can lead to radical success. What I mean by that is that um, you have this Fear of failure, of being rejected. That's such
2: a good point. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. like
1: what other character trait leads to an NFL career? Yeah. You know, like like a negative, right. you know what I'm saying?
2: And that's why I was trying to give you the both. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people out there where, you know, I'm going to show you dad, or I'm going to show you uh-huh. gr- girlfriend or yeah. whatever. So it's, it's power. Tragically, though, if it's not converted into, mm. you know, man, I know who I am now. I want to maximize what God's given me. Yeah, and it's a it's a mind shift of maximizing stewardship and and doing it for other people and God's glory other mm-hmm. than your own yeah. glory. And it's a different it's a it's a shift in mentality. And
0: yeah,
1: so. At Iowa State, you played quarterback. I did. And yeah. I'm imagining in high school you played quarterback. I did, yes, sir. And so then you go to the Jets, and do they tell you when you're drafted, hey, we want you to be a wide receiver? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what's that? You talk Bro. about identity. The quarterback is, like, the star of the show, right? And mm. now you're going and you're playing a position that you hadn't played since, what, Pee Wee League?
2: Never played it. So so wow. he- here's, here's what I tell people. I just told this story recently. Imagine going to – know the highest level of football and you've never played the position right so I'm literally showing up and you got Keyshawn Johnson Wayne Krabat you got all these cats I'm literally like eight string and here's how I learned how to play receiver ready I watched them I'm literally in the back of the line watching their feet watching their hands watching their eyes watching their routes I, I literally have no idea I'm watching them and you know and I I was a quarterback so I understood route concepts and I understood but it's a whole different thing yeah you have a pro quarterback throwing you like bullets right and you have to be precise on your routes and so it's actually been my learning style is just watching it's what Mm. it's how I learned how to preach I I didn't go to you know I went to Bible college a little bit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I watched a a pastor that I loved preach Mm -hmm. and like to this day when I give an altar call it's his altar call prayer
0: right you yeah, I'm, it like, I'm like, yep. dude. I'm
2: just watching what he does. Yeah, and yeah, still who I am. sure my own personality right. and try to be authentic to who I am. But that's how I. So it's a backside weakness because now as a lead pastor, I'm terrible at training. So I have to <laughs> surround myself with good people who train better. Because mm. I'm like, oh, just watch what I do.
0: Right? Yeah. OC,
2: just watch what you know my yeah my executive pastor. I yeah, just watch what I do. You'll be good. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it like, doesn't I'm work watching, for everybody. But I
0: need something more, yeah. man. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I think we can all kind of guess, those of us who've never made it to professional sports, well, uh, of, what it's, <laughs> of what it's like to <laughs> to have a faith and how challenging that must be in that field, in that world. Yeah. Talk to me about that. What is – is it – how how challenging is it in that specific field? On a scale I of one to a hundred. Really
1: <laughs> here's,
2: here's again, let's go back to identity because yeah. – if i'm fully convinced i have all i need in christ i know who i am i'm not as needy for other people's approval or to be in the in crowd anymore Mm -hmm. um i'm a human so yeah i i i want to have friendships and relationships but i'll be honest with you man i i there's a shift even in that and kurt helped me with this we're gonna build bridges we're gonna reach these guys through relationship and Mm -hmm. serving so you'd have guys that would peel off their ankle tape in the locker room, throw it. And we just serve, we'd pick up, you know, ankle tape, put it in the trash. Mm-hmm. We'd be getting, you know, uh, away. Um, you know, we'd be getting on the plane for an away trip, getting guys meals and giving them. to. So there were little ways where you mm-hmm. would just serve. We, we led with service and unconditional love, not judgment. And it built bridges, man. And one of my favorite stories was at the end of my career. I'm in the arena football league in Georgia I get cut week 10 mm. and our biggest meanest, you know, <laughs> dude on the team, D lineman, I, I get cut and I'm, we're all in this apartment complex together. Yeah. I'm packing up a U-Haul. My twin boys, they're like three years old, my wife and we're leaving. And he comes out and he's like, Oh dog, they did you wrong, dog. I can't think they <laughs> you. And I looked at him. I'm like, you know, I appreciate your encouragement, but you know what? God's in control. What can I control? I'm going to remain, you know, work my tail off and see what happens next. And he kind of just looked at me like (laughs) I had three eyes and, but there was this building of relationship that he saw like, okay, that's different than every other player that gets cut that he's talked to. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not trying to boast on me. This was just the grace of God and giving you a different identity, different perspective. And I I honestly, I'll be really honest. I, I miss the locker room. Yeah. I really, really miss the locker room. What parts? Yeah. Every part of it. I, I love, yeah. I loved all the guys. Um, they knew where I stood. I'd go to a new team. I wasn't all that talented. So I, <laughs> I get cut a lot and I'd be moving to another <laughs> team. One of the first things I would do. So I'd open up my Bible and just like, not in a weird way, but like, I wanted to yeah. early on for them to know kind of who I was and, but the rest of the time, I mean, I'm building bridges and I just miss the camaraderie. I miss the sweat. I miss the hard days. I miss, um, the questions yeah. I'd be in a training room. Maybe I'm injured. Dudes would be looking at me. Cause that, when you're in the, when you're in the tub, when you're in like, uh, IR, you're asking questions, you know, you aren't when everything's groovy. Mm-hmm. So the questions come in, like, tell me more about your faith or, you know, it's like, Oh i I miss. Mm-hmm. There's so much I miss. I miss the competitiveness yeah. of it. Um, so as a I, Browns I love
0: fan, it. I'm ready for Tom Brady to retire. Is <laughs> the reason he's not because he can't get away from the locker room too? Or...
2: You could tell he's definitely. A, he's a camaraderie locker yeah. room guy. He's a fierce competitor. Yeah, and there's things like that that you. You definitely miss for sure.
0: Well, and I think especially in professional sports, that identity piece is huge, but I see that too, just in our world today. It's all over. I think that, you know, I heard Tim Keller say, if he was starting, someone asked him if he's starting his career over and preaching, you know, what would be the number one topic? And he said, without a doubt, identity, identity, identity.
2: We, we talk about we it, speak about all that, the time, yeah. just, just recently. So I was on sabbatical and our executive past. we have such an amazing teaching team, but specifically our our executive pastor, O.C., one of my favorite humans on the planet, he just went off on that. And, and we we tried to make that consistent in our messages, mm-hmm. because if I at the end of the day, if I surrender, I go all in with the Lord. And I understand this deep revelation of who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm a favored, loved, chosen, accepted son or daughter of the most high God it's the most freeing position that anyone can be in. Mm-hmm. But when you look at culture, especially with social media and how many likes and mm-hmm. the filters and this and that, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm jonesing for someone to affirm me because I'm created with this whole to be affirmed by God. Mm-hmm. And so all this other stuff comes in. And so, you know, we're defined by what we have, what we look like, right. what people say, you know, my position, all this. And uh, so we really, we try to share that as often as we can yeah. and be vulnerable. Cause listen, it, just because I'm a pastor and I'm a Christian, and I know that, sure, if I get disconnected from that thought at times, and then even as a preacher, you're like, "Dude, what? Well, did they like that message? Yeah, or, How yeah. about that illustration right there?" Right. It's like, so even when the insecurities pop back up, let's be honest and try to talk about those for these, yeah, for the rest of us, and for us, you know, stay healthy that way.
0: I'm. Would you say I'm favored, loved, chosen, accepted? Yeah, it's, God, it's all. It would.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's all in that, um, that Ephesians. It's in Ephesians one. It's just, you know, you're seeing Paul talk about who we are in Christ. And it's, you know, you have all these messages peppering us everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I shut down all social media a couple of years ago. It's just, I was just like, I'm, I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. and again, that's no, there's, I think you can use that. And in, sure. in our church does it. They do a great job of getting the message out. But for me, it's like so much of this comparison and all this different stuff. And I'm like. You know, I, I just don't want to go back and that. It's not healthy for you. It's not healthy, yeah. man.
1: Mm-hmm. So okay. you don't have any personal. Zero, yeah. Wow. Yeah, That's... I don't look at
2: it. I don't have it personally. I, and again, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody that does all It's just for me personally, yeah. my conviction was, yeah. you know, I'm a simple guy. I'm like Bible and sports centered <laughs> and working out <laughs> and serving. Like I try to, I'm a minimalist, you know, what, what's really, what did Jesus say? Go, make disciples. Go, That's why I love what you guys do. And we clicked early on your disciple. It's like, go make disciples, right? All the other stuff is cool. Yeah. Yeah. But man, if we miss that, those two, Mm. we were missing what he said. Mm -hmm. And anyway, stop. I want
0: to ask ask one more question on the social media side um, Mm. though, because I think that that's such a big issue for a lot of listeners. Sure. So how did you know for you, that it wasn't right because i appreciate what you said that that's that was for me it's yeah, not for everybody yeah, yeah but yeah, for yeah. you what i think i heard comparison in there but what, what was the triggers or what was the few things that might be like this this is why i need to let this go
2: it's a good question for me personally again the the blanket question i'm asking all the time zach is lord what are you inviting me into in this season and i'm constantly asking that question and that was one of the things that the Lord, I felt spoke to me. He's like, you know, just, just cut it all off. There, there are things from my past when it comes to, you know, sexual sin, there are things comparison where, you know, I only made it, you know, one year in the NFL and I'm in the arena league. Well, what about the guy that had 10 years in the NFL? Mm -hmm. So there still is a temptation at times for that insecurity to creep in or comparison or, you know, um, I got a new phone the other day. I brought it right to OC, my, my main man. I'm like, put a code in my phone. Like I don't, for the most part, God's given me this amazing freedom when it comes to my past sexually. But you know, if there's four or five days out of the year, if I, you know, I have a bad day or my wife and I are disconnected, it's like, I I'm like, even in those days, I want to protect myself yeah. from myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's just, there's just That's things good. in my life that I'm like, I'm not willing to even allow that even to be a possibility on my worst day. There's too much at stake, man. I yeah. mean, you know, my, my, my marriage, my ministry, like my, my heart, my soul, like yeah. my children, I have 20 year old twins. One that mm. just got married. I'm looking forward Congrats. to having grandkids. It's like, <laughs> nice. I, I, there's just so much more to life and I don't want to miss out. So anyway, there's other things, but those are the main probably yeah. things that I'm That's like, cool. I, and that could change, yeah. you know? You could say, no, I want you to do this and that, but yeah, the beauty is we have such a good team that's so in tune with that. I'll just send them a video or do, yep. th- and they, you know, and, and here's the last thing I'll tell yep. you. And I, not everybody's with me on this, but I come from the Calvary Chapel movement, Pastor Chuck, it was never Chuck. It was we, it was us, yeah. it was the Lord, it was Calvary Chapel. So I just, and again, no shame, no blame for everybody. Just for me personally, I'm like, I don't want Todd Doxon on it. I want it. Jesus love church. So when there's messages going out, I just want God to get the glory and it to be pointed to him.
1: You know what I appreciate though, is that, you know, we've both had friends in ministry that we respect and love who have fallen because of sexual sin. And some of them were in big ministries and you think to yourself, how the heck, could that happen you know and i knew this person i trust any him. of us Yeah, and that's what i'm saying yeah. is that it, like you're two clicks away right from being in complete garbage Thrown it thrown it yeah completely in the in in the dumps and but i yeah. appreciate that you you recognize that mm-hmm. temptation and and you say okay you know what yep. whatever. yeah,
0: whatever it's amazing that's great that's great all right so now I heard you say we, the team does a great job. So now you are the lead pastor of Love Church. Uh, It's actually only a few minutes away from my home. Uh, Beautiful campus. How did you go from, yeah, receiving footballs to slinging out God's grace (laughs) as a pastor of Love Church? Like, uh, what? That's not a normal path.
1: I want to follow up with, (laughs) I heard that you were running out of a school for like 12 years. Yeah, man. Dude, the setup and the breakdown. So I'm getting ready to, after being in church for 19 years, uh, I'm getting ready to plant my first church out Ooh, of a school. Come on, dude! Out Let's of go. a school, so I want to hear because I yeah. in about 12 years I'd like a building like yours. <laughs> so tell me the game plan
0: of how to. Are get you back. patient enough to wait? Yeah. Though that's the question.
2: You know, one of the things we talk about, one of our leadership values, is consistently diligent. Mm. And I've seen a lot of people throughout the years. They get really excited about stuff, and it's great, cool. But the bigger question is, can I stay consistent with diligence, mm-hmm. with joy, with a reservoir of peace, uh, stay in the word for the long haul? Those are the people I'm looking for. And honestly, I think it's a great training ground to uh, to lead with culture, with consistency and diligence, who can show up early when it's a sacrifice. So for us, it was a 12 year training ground for mm. leaders. It's leader. it was a leadership development pipeline. And quite honestly, if I'm really honest with probably some church planners, it was able to weed out some people that they were, they wanted to be kind of in the cool time and fun time. But as far as like the deep seated, I'm um, in this for the long haul. Um, sure. it, it was, yeah. And again, there were people that it was just the season. And sure. the season changed, don't get sure. me wrong. I right. get all that. But those were two of the things I think that were great. Um, as far as like, how does a, you know, a jock, like become a pastor. Right. It's, it'd be the last thing in the world that I thought I was going to be doing if I'm really honest and heard that. At the end of my career, th- throughout my career, I had these connections with God. One was w- in Birmingham, Alabama. I had uh, blew out my foot, returning a kick. And uh, no one decided to block on that one. And Thanks, it guys. just got absolutely blown <laughs> Look, up. My foot was like stuck in the ground and then it was sideways oh, and these
1: bones split apart. We was, call that the lookout block. Look out.
0: That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly out, what bro. happened. Why <laughs> everybody. Yeah. I felt like I that after my last sermon, I preached. <laughs> you know What
2: just happened here? Yeah. So in event, I'm in Birmingham and some guy invites me to this, this Pentecostal church, never been to one before. I roll in there the pastor after church says hey we're gonna just have some time for prayer at the front and i just went and got on my knees before god and i felt this this vision this call and vision and i saw a lot of people from my past from high school friends to family they were just coming into this church and just coming in and it was god like kind of like that initial i'm gonna call you to do mm-hmm. something one day and a couple years went by I'm still playing And um, then there was like another thing. We were at Bible college in Matthew class and it was the last class and the professor got up. It was Matthew 28, go therefore make disciples. He said, now a lot of you guys, um, you're familiar with the Calvary movement. There's tons on the West coast. There's now a ton on the East coast, but let me show you a picture. And he like goes to like South Dakota, Nebraska. There's like one. And I looked at my wife and I'm from here and I'm like, no
1: because <laughs> i wanted to go back
2: to fort lauderdale right, right. and like be a yeah. part of the team there yeah. maybe serve like yeah uh, maybe be a coach and it was like and then you know there's just other things that went yeah. so bottom line it was this calling i couldn't escape
1: mm.
2: the other cool thing that happened on the way to the xfl that was a whole nother league that i got into <laughs> we could talk about that but <laughs> in training camp uh, right before i got to camp i went to this calvary chapel in phoenix arizona And the the preacher got up, and it was at the end of the year of 2000, and he said, "I challenge you to read through the Bible in one year." And there was these reading guys on the way out, and I'm like, "Dude, no way! There's no way! I'm a jock. I don't really like reading all that much. Like, I'm a newer Christian. I'm like, (laughs) ah, I'll read the proverb of the day. Maybe a little John. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the pastor will fill all that in. You know." And so, but I'm, I'm walking out. My wife elbows me on the way out to pick up this, this stupid reading guide. <laughs> well, I go to camp and as you mentioned, I go from quarterback to receiver. My legs are sore after every practice. I get in the ice tub for 15 minutes. Mm. I got this little mini Bible. I'm like, I might as well pass the time with something good. Mm. Well, 2001 was the very first year I read through the Bible in a year. Oh, wow. And then the year after that, and then the year after that. and yeah. And that was the thing that just completely just. It, that changed everything to this point where okay and in, in our off season we'd have a little small group But when i retired that small group started turning into a church i called my pastor in fort lottery i'm like dude i don't know how to do this <laughs> he's like come down here we'll put you on staff it'll be on the job training and we'll kick you back out to to omaha and
1: so they helped you plant oh they did an
2: amazing job uh the calvary movement's a little bit different when it comes to church planning uh-huh. they, they'll you know you feel called we we'll, see, we see a calling. Cool. You know, and Bob went, he went over above and beyond to put us on staff. And we actually were at the Boca Raton campus. So we got to basically lead this campus with some other pastors. Mm. It was almost like a, like a test pilot church yeah, plant sure. to learn a little bit and then go back. So they you know, it was a couple years and they prayed for us on a Wednesday. They're like, good luck, buddy. And they don't, (laughs) they don't send you with money and people they're like, Hey, go get a job, start teaching. And if you're called, it'll actually turn into something. So we moved back, got three jobs. Kiewit middle school was the first one. And then a year later, the principal said, ah, come up to Millard Norris. We'll put you in the auditorium. And, and, uh, you know, that was the rest is history. There
0: you go. Miller North grad right here, baby. So, oh, baby. yeah, it's a great, great high school there. Chris. Wow.
1: I heard it's a great spot. Yes, that's an awesome story. So yeah. when did you get started? Uh, like- so
2: March of 2008. Um, so Easter 2008
1: was our first uh, worship oh. encounter. Yeah. So what? 14 years? Yeah. That's awesome, awesome dude!
0: And that, wow, and that's I love amazing. your mission statement at the church: for God's people to experience the best for their lives. Yeah. So, God's best for their lives. God's yeah. best for yeah. their See, lives. See, that's
1: yeah. different. I I just want them to experience a, a decent thing. That's
0: right. <laughs> I'll I, settle for decent. People <laughs> were decent.
1: not really clinging to that. Oh, there you go. Maybe
0: <laughs> maybe you can change your new mission <laughs> statement for before you get like, going. wow, you're yeah. really shooting well. <laughs> <The ink's> still <laughs> wet. You can yeah, you, yeah, you can extra under under promise over a
1: hundred percent that's what i have always been saying
0: all right so i want to know yeah help them experience yeah. god's best for life so yeah. what like what keeps god best from happening in people's lives and how, how do you how do you help them get that me
2: i mean <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's interesting i it was a handful of years ago zach that we kind of it was a really healthy process of refining vision asking the question the hard questions like why why are you really in this still mm-hmm. Todd? Like, what, what do you, mm. and my wife and I specifically were able just to get with the Lord and, and I could, it was really refreshing. Cause I was like, no, I still really want every single person I run into to experience his best, to, to experience God's best for their life. It, it's not, uh, well, you know, now I'm a professional pastor and yeah. this, it was, I was trying to get to the very core and yeah, I'm called. I know I can't escape the calling, create self feeders, all this kind of stuff. But there was this better thing that are, that, are, that just started surfacing. Like I can authentically say on a Sunday or any other day when I'm running to someone in the gym or the grocery store, like I look at them and I go, man, I just, you know, yeah. someone cut my hair. If if they're not experiencing the fullness of God living out mm-hmm. his best plan according to his word, his word works. Mm-hmm. And it breaks my heart. I'm like, how can I help them? How can I build a bridge and pray that God opens up their eye, their eyes, like He did for me. Yeah. No judgment, no shame, no blame. But man, I genuinely want that.
1: Yeah.
2: And I'm telling you, man, that that motivation for me is super healthy because it's it's genuine.
0: You know? I, think, I think that's what draws me so much to someone like you because you I, have I'm, minimal I'm, motivation. No, no, I'm the same way. <laughs> that like
2: you don't you see phony. I mean, in a, yeah, in, yeah. In, and, in 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 the church world, yeah. And again, great people and all that kind of stuff, but let's be honest, at times you hit dry seasons or you hit a different season, or maybe God's wanting to move you to something different, but because, well, this is my lifestyle. He's my kid. It's like, it, it, it it almost boxes you into this place Mm -hmm. and and you see that. And I was fearful of that. Honestly, if I'm Mm -hmm. really honest, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to live that way. Mm -hmm. I want, I wanted to be completely authentic. Now, yeah, you're gonna have rough patches and dry patches and all that kind of stuff, but I, I, I want to live authentic. I think that's one of my favorite things about our team, like just bring it real, man. Yeah. Like don't be a phony, bring it real. If you're having a tough season, let's, you yeah. know, we're all going to have that. But let's be authentic and I think um anyway, that's that's one of the things we'll we talk about. Well, when, in authentic
1: in your authenticity, that's where God has an opportunity to work, right? And so when we mm-hmm. can actually create authentic right. relationships where we can be honest with each other, as opposed to being like, you know how it is on Sunday. Hey, how's it going? Great.
0: How are you doing? Great. great. All Bless, right. Highly favored brother. Oh yeah. yeah. My yeah. wife just left. What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. what? Oh. <laughs> but I think yeah. reclaiming like that the best and like remembering that God is a God who, who blesses, that God loves that God free. Like we have such good news. Exactly. And I think words that so often the church and disciples are not known for as much are the things that our world is most needing fulfillment joy totally happiness yeah and so like i've been on this little like sidekick underneath all of the things i'm doing and, I, and you preach you know a lot of times but every now and then you're like i really actually liked that message that i preached <laughs> and, I, and probably my favorite one this year was i preached a message on does god want me to be happy mm. and and like trying to redefine and, and help people see that yes god yeah. wants something great for you god's happy why wouldn't he want you heaven's gonna be a party what what about any of this is not happy and, so good and so like bringing back those words, his best fulfillment, uh, these things are, that's a part of our story. That's a part of Mm -hmm. our testimony that I think is so important. And so I I love that you have a church that pushes, that pushes that, that, that celebrates that. So, and and so that's the mission for experience. God's best for the lives, Mm -hmm. the method, and I'm an alliteration guy with you. So I love it. The five S's. I also love the number five, uh, with alliteration. So, uh you've got this is this is the method to accomplish the mission these five words surrendered surrounded spirit-led self-fed and sent now we could spend an hour on each of those yeah yeah. but like which one of those do you see right now as maybe the strongest uh naturally for a disciple of Jesus and which one might be the weakest naturally and I I recognize everybody's a little different but overall collectively
2: yeah well first the way, again, we arrived at this is we just took inventory of our 25 years walking with Christ at that point. It was probably 20. Mm -hmm. We're Like, okay, if we're healthy and we are experiencing God's best, what's happening in our life. And we just pared it down. Well, I'm surrendered, not just the first time to Christ, but every day, you know, I'm surrounded by, you know, other believers. Not, we're not perfect people, but we have the same goal of moving forward, spirit led, one of the things I challenge people when they wake up, pray the prayer, kill me, fill me, send me. It's like, <laughs> fill me with your spirit, send me, right? And um, self-fed is our asterisk of around our ministry. So in the, in the body of Christ at large, the main lane that we run in is self-fed, like training people to study their own Bibles from Genesis to Revelation yeah. every single day not as a religious routine, but as an opportunity to get to know God every day. Like that's our secret sauce, if you will, our yeah. asterisks. So that would be our, our number one. And then scent. what I found is this, especially as more seasoned Christians is this. If I'm not careful, I, I, the, all, all four of these first four are going on, but the scent mm. gets stopped and I'm not on mission. I'm not sharing my testimony. I'm not sharing the gospel. I'm not serving someone. And all of a sudden it's like, um, it's like a a cesspool. It's like, it's not a river flowing. It's, it's not God flowing through my life and I'm not on mission. I'm like stagnant and I'm like dying and I don't even know why I'm depressed. I'm like ornery. It's like a cesspool. It's not the river flowing anymore. So I feel like that would be, um, a major focus for for us is, and, and I'll just be honest. Sometimes I'm like, dude, I'm, I've been complacent. I've been materialistic. I'm zoning in on me, me, me. And I'm wondering why I'm depressed or I'm wondering why I'm edgy or I'm off. You know, joy, Jesus, others, you. I just we had a prayer meeting this morning and I was like, dude, so many, I'm like, me, me, me. There's no, there's no <laughs> Jesus sometimes. There's no others right. sometimes. It's, and there's no you. I don't care about ah, You're good. It's me, me, me. What about me in my life? And I'm wondering why I'm zapped and I'm out of energy and I'm, I have no joy in my life. And so I think the, the scent piece, the, again, go make disciples. So it's this, this, you know, stop being complacent, get uncomfortable. One of the things that we do, (laughs) we have lists on our phone. Um, so we're always asking God to open doors for ministry, sharing testimony, praying for people, blessing people. And, um, so we have on notes, it'll, I have a love out loud, uh, 2022 season one. And then when I meet people, I'll just write their names down, maybe a little description of what what, and just pray for them. Mm. And it's like another pastor on our team. It's as you go list, and so he'll, you know, he's the evangelist the of the crew. So he's putting it down, and and I'm alive. Yeah. And then, I, but I can look at that list and go, "Dang, bro! Like, when's the last time you wrote someone on your list?" Dog? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, like you, you spiritually constipated right now. Is what is what is That's happening? Funny. The flow ain't happening, dog. It's <laughs> like- so,
1: Zach told me something about you. So I've been working with youth for 19 years now, and and he said today something that uh, was miraculous to me. You had a prayer meeting. At- First
0: time I met him, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. As, as, so at six o'clock in the morning yeah, yeah, and it was mostly high school and college age. It's crazy, dude. Yeah. What do you give away? Like <laughs> donuts or something? What are you yeah, doing right? over there? at like, love church.
0: I was blown away because I remember I, I wanted to get to know question. you uh, coming to Omaha and trying to just figure out what the That's landscape awesome. of Christianity church is like here. Yeah. And you said, yeah, man, come meet. And, you know, we do a prayer meeting and then we'll do breakfast after. And yeah, yeah. like, oh, cool. I'll probably show up and there's going to be four guys there. Right. And, or whatever. And, and yeah, I showed up and there's a hundred people and at 6am on a Wednesday and half of them were students, college, a, that's high school. Awesome. Like, this is really cool. So, uh, and, and <laughs> part of nuts. that, like how do you have a church filled with Gen Zers? Cause I, I feel right. like there there's every generation, there's going to be more and more negativity on the younger generation. So millennials like caught, it, but now Gen Z starting to catch it. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that that's so, so rare. And so how, how have you, been able to kind of capture that age group.
2: It's a good question. I don't know. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the answer, honestly. Okay. I mean, I, yeah, I, I said to the people this morning at our six a.m. prayer meeting. I looked at them. I'm like, I, like, you guys are crazy. Like, how many morning people we have? You know, a lot of people. How many are not morning people? And some, I'm like, you guys are crazy. What are you doing here? Like, but there's just something about the the environment. I don't know. There's, you know, Craig wrote the book. He just actually came out with a yeah. revised version of the whole it factor. I don't, and he says it, I don't know. I can't describe it like this. It in, in um, God's presence, God's word, there's joy. Uh, there's genuine care for, for the young generation. Um, I think authenticity is another big one, you know, that Yeah. all of our pastors, like it's like pastor, like spill the beans on yourself day, every Sunday. It's like, I don't know. There's, I, I don't really understand why, I looked at them, especially college kids. I'm like Mm -hmm. the high school kids. Oh, maybe your, your parents headlocking you to come to the prayer meeting. You're a college kid. Yeah, I wasn't waking up till noon (laughs) in college. What are you doing here? And, um, but it's just the mood. It's, it's God's touching people. They're hungry for him. Um, there's a lot of prayer warriors at the church that that's their gift. That's their lane. They, they, you know, today, you know, we broke up into, um, pairs and, know fours and people are just praying laying hands on each other like just you know caring for caring for these people whether Mm -hmm. we had a guy uh his upper 80s and we had you know these young teens these couple girls that are you know 12 years old Mm -hmm. and everything in between Mm -hmm. it's just it's cool it's marvelous yeah
0: well maybe there is no uh, having to figure out maybe it is the time tested Method, mission and method of yeah. let people experience God's best and yeah, go through the spirit there. And just, just the simply is,
2: go through the word. Like, you yeah. know, we're in first Samuel right now. i preaching on big Nabal and Abigail and David. And I mean, who doesn't love that story? You know, it's like,
0: <laughs> so that's the Nabal, other,
2: you fool. Yeah. Like, that's the
0: other <laughs> unique thing about Todd and, and love church and their philosophy is they have the year long Bible that they have devotions, uh, you know, every day that they want chapters every day, they want their people to read, but then every, week they'll preach on something in that in that weekly of the oh yeah. that's yeah. cool and so yeah. every year it's following the bible and
1: so it's not like them. you're doing specific sermon series you're just going through it. that's awesome
2: yeah it, again it's it comes just from what happened in my life mm-hmm. you know it's like the bible in a year last year we did the bible in a year this year we started the bible in four years so we we did we're going yeah, to slow
1: down a little bit
2: <laughs> The Pentateuch and in the historical books this yeah. year and yeah. we have a secondary reading for the newer people that get them into the gospels or psalm proverbs sure. that that's kind of cool. stuff to help them I awesome love it.
0: yeah well we ask every guest the same question because uh, we want to challenge the listeners those disciples out there so if you could issue like one practical challenge this week uh, for every person that's listening to grow in their uh, as a disciple of jesus like hmm. what would it be this week for them
2: i mean just you caught me at a place i just got off my sabbatical. So I w- I'll give them a, a quick, <laughs> yeah. a quick acronym. My acronym for this sabbatical is reset. Okay. And it's rest, evaluate, saturate, elevate, and transition. Okay. And this could be, listen, you might not have three weeks like I just had. You might have one day. My challenge, turn your phone off for one entire day. No email, no phone for an entire day. Reset, hmm. rest, hmm. your mind, your body, your soul, go play some pickleball, Make maybe swim, do some yoga, whatever, evaluate, get, you know, maybe get on your financial picture and maybe make some tweaks or your marriage, you know, your rhythms and your eye cow, like make some adjustments, ask yeah. the Lord. you know, open my heart. What is it? You know, so saturate in the scriptures and the spirit, you know, worship, just get it, you know, drive your car and just sing really loud because you have a bad voice like me you have to worry <laughs> about it. You know, it's like, you know, and then make those changes, elevate, and then transition back to elevate your, to is
0: after you making changes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's
2: like, you know, cause you, you'll experience if, if you're really asking God to, yeah. you know, what, what adjustments would you like me to make in this season? And you began practically implementing them, yeah. especially for busy people, you know, probably a lot tweaking your schedule. You'll see, you'll feel it, man. Good. You'll feel more vibe and, and you transition back into your, your new adjusted schedule.
0: All right. So that's the challenge. If you do that challenge this week, hashtag red letter, disciple (laughs) reset, rest, evaluate, saturate, elevate and then transition transition boom right there
2: i tried to like get it
0: all together but <laughs> like, i like uh, it
2: god you, gave it to me while i was swimming
0: alliteration lot, so. and acronyms that's my love language <laughs> that's true outside of food that's true the sixth and so i just
1: i you know this is interesting todd your coach in miami was jimmy johnson mm-hmm. the great jimmy johnson I love jimmy dude <laughs> jimmy johnson that is amazing stallion Okay, okay. Wait, so I'm ahead. turning
0: it over yeah. to Chris here in just a second, which okay. is the scariest part of the podcast every <laughs> single know, time. You never know what's going to happen. Because uh, he always has some sort of game for our guest. <laughs> and, and because of the Iowa, Iowa State thing, no, I wasn't no. sure if he was going to be. I'm not bringing it up. Okay. I'm not bringing
1: it up. Okay. I found something way better. Todd, okay. I just pulled up an article from November 24th, 1998. <laughs> Dachshund option from the Sun Sentinel. Doxen, Doxen option puts Marino in wrong place. The bench. This is the article written about. Check this out. Oh my goodness! The zone blitz defense and short yardage offense failed. But guess who's going to play? Dan Marino? No, <laughs> not the great Dan Marino. This is what happens. But uh, Johnson seemed more stuck. Uh, on something else. His running backs were going nowhere in crucial short yard situations. His proposed solution: benching the great Dan Marino <laughs> and relying on option quarterback
0: Boom. Todd
1: Doxson. Right there. <laughs> Is Todd Doxson yeah, the hilarious. greatest backup quarterback/slash receiver in NFL history? <laughs> I can't say. Far, far from it. I can't say. But <laughs> I did find an article on ESPN okay. that rates the four best backup quarterbacks to ever play in the game. Todd, I'm going to quiz you on this. If you don't mind. Oh my goodness. Wow. Are you ready? I love it. Dude.
0: All yeah. right. Well, and Jeez. we know where the best option quarterbacks come from
2: Miller
1: North,
0: Miller North and the state of Nebraska. For Sure. Wait a second. Cause you were, That's true. Wait, you were before, yeah. Crouch, this is not your air, segment. Crouch. This Crouch, is not no. your segment. Not, you know,
1: I'm just, Crouch's uh, the best option quarterback of all time. D. Dallas from Air Force was really good, too. He was but, nice. Uh, but uh, let's see. Uh, so you were born in Iowa, and then you were kidnapped and taken to Nebraska? I, I, or what happened? I moved to Omaha when I was four years old. Okay, so your your best years were probably those first three years. Then. First okay, I get it. Iowa, yeah. um, all right. This quarterback. Rated the fifth-best backup quarterback of all time. Mm. He signed with the Baltimore Ravens in 2000. He was the backup quarterback to Tony Banks. But after the Ravens went without an offensive touchdown for four weeks, the losses being limited to just two consecutive because of a dominant defense, this quarterback, who was a, a, a backup for a while, was brought in and never went back to backup do you have any?
2: is the really really tall dude what's uh-huh, the guy's name uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, his
1: first geez. name starts with t oh.
0: and he won a super bowl
2: uh, okay
0: td F-
2: uh flacco nope. was it flacco mm-hmm. it wasn't joe flacco no no mm-mm. okay give it to me i lost
1: trent dilfer trent dilfer, dilfer. in 2000. Dilfer. all right that's dude, okay David right you want a, a super bowl
0: right oh yeah yeah he, he went to- okay he's always the guy that like they Tampa, say too. He's always the one quarterback that whenever they talk about how important the quarterback is to win the Super Bowl, yeah, he's always like the exception. But remember that year that
1: Trent Dilfer Dillton- <laughs> <laughs> was in a there, strong.
0: They had such a strong.
1: This is defense. the number four uh, greatest backup in the NFL history. It's fair to say that this quarterback was not the most sought after quarterback in 2017 when he returned to the Philadelphia Eagles for a second stint, but an injury to Carson Wentz allowed him to take mm. over the season, and the rest is history. Okay. He came in during week 14 and led the team to victory over the Rams, which sealed the divisional title. Then
2: he went to the Chicago Bears.
1: And then, let's see. <laughs> oh, he, uh, he wears a glove.
2: I can see him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: He, he also yeah. won a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
2: he did. Yeah, he was On named the Super special. Bowl MVP. The Philly Special, he caught
1: it. Yep. That's right. Why can I not remember <laughs> his name right now? <laughs> it starts with an N. The last name no first name N- first name nf these
0: are the initials yeah
1: geez i'm 0 for 2. yeah nick Foles. Foles. you know oh, that. you come know on. that You're better i'm than...
0: like picture i picture both these
1: cats well okay. actually i got he the first just one
0: came one off sure. the sabbatical where he reset and so he's like just trying to <laughs> re-enter
1: i have i have two questions left and okay. then i have the bonus question if you can answer the bonus question you officially win the game oh, these other go. ones Whew. don't matter so all right oh, wow. takes all the pressure off, off week right now this um, Week sauce. This quarterback became the first African American quarterback to start and win a Super Bowl. Doug
2: Williams,
0: you got it. Oh, good, good, good. All He's right. on the table now. All right, good. last on one,
1: last one. Finally, the Jeez. number one backup quarterback, according to ESPN and Sports Kedia, whatever that is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the gold standard for backup quarterbacks remains this quarterback, Doug Flutie. He okay. joined the Oakland Raiders in <laughs> oh 1978. I think he had two bars at the time. And with him, maybe. Kenny his, Stabler. Nope. The Snake Stabler. Now, He was backup quarterback to Dan Pastry. Jim Plunkett. That's it. You got it. Boom. Boom. You got it. But Let's I mean, go. You, you named every quarterback in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, here. <laughs> I need some bonus so I can win. This, this is you know, the soft. bonus question right here. Okay. Mm. For three points for an incredible victory. Let's go, let's
2: go. Comeback victory right here. The
1: state of Iowa's nickname. Oh, geez. The state of Iowa? What's the nickname of the state of Iowa? I can't. The say, official. I, I, I literally can't say Hawkeye's because I'm a. That's
0: psycho. it. Good night, folks. <laughs> oh my, see, that's why I
2: don't trust Chris with this. You literally pinned me into my competitive side,
1: so I had to say that. This whole thing has been about figuring out your weakness and exploiting it to get you to say Hawkeye's. Which is competitiveness. Boom. You got it.
2: Now I did. I would say I did coach back at Miller North Jeff Tarpinian who went and played yep, at Iowa yep. and Adam Shada Good. who also played at Iowa Yeah so they did convert me to a certain point. Mm. So you and I can still be friends. All right, a little good. Bit.
1: You're, like I said, the
0: greatest Iowa well, State graduate I've ever met. I've so. lost trust in you because you said you weren't going to make it about that. <laughs> and you did make it once again about you, which is not what this podcast exactly. is about. Exactly. <laughs> but hey, we are super it's grateful fun. to have you here, Todd. This it's was great. a ton of fun. Yeah, if people want to connect with you, love, Ch- you're not on social, so they can't yeah, do that. You already yeah. said that. Just give them your but, personal um, number. Where can they find more about Love Church <laughs> yeah. and yeah. everything that you got yeah, going l- on?
2: Lovechurch.org or pt at lovechurch.org org
1: as in pastor todd pc at lunch nice awesome man your blessing yeah. and uh, so hopefully cool. there's a round two coming
0: up one day oh, oh man let's go man. it was so nice Excellent. to meet you yeah i've really enjoyed having todd in studio with us every time i'm around him i'm inspired and challenged and i hope and i know that you were today it's really fun to hear his story of how god's worked his faith out and how even still today working his faith out. And I just love the authenticity and the honesty of which he came onto the show. So thank you, Todd. And if you want to connect with Todd or get to visit his church online or even in person, uh, check out the show notes, redletterpodcast.com. That's where we got everything that you're going to need, including not just how to connect with Todd and his church, but also the place for you to get to Carrie Newhoff's art of leading change online course, which is an incredible course. Change is happening all the time. And so how do we lead change? Carrie and his team do an incredible job of helping us. And I know that's been a huge help for me in the different times and places where change is all around me. I'm like, I don't know what to do. It's really good to have somebody who, who can coach and lead and help me think about these things. And so again, theartofleadingchange.com, go there, but do it before August 31st because the price for this online course is only gonna go up and it's an awesome thing. You need to get to be a part of it. So next week, we've got Mark Schultz it, coming on the show. He's a newly retired pastor. And so we talk about like what retirement is like and how he really isn't retiring, but starting a new ministry. And, and get this, in his post-retirement, he's starting a ministry to the LGBT community. And so it's a really important conversation. And I love his perspective on how how can the church, how can disciples of Jesus minister to those in that community? And what's the like first most important question to ask when we're dealing with someone in the LGBTQ community? And like what pitfalls should we avoid? So This is something that I think is so important. It's an urgent conversation. I'm happy we're having it here on the Red Letter Disciple podcast. So make sure you don't miss it. How do you not miss it? Subscribe or follow on your favorite platform while you're there. If this is helpful for you or you know it would be for someone else, would you give us a five-star rating? And would you even go one step further and actually write a review for us? Those mean a lot to us. And that's gonna help us get the word out and do even more of these in the future. So until next time, God bless, and we'll see you back next Tuesday.
1: Ahura Media Production.